Alchemist, this is Wealth Principle 50. If you've been on this journey with us for the past 50 weeks, then you've been focused on doubling your income and doubling your net worth. Hands to the camera if that's true. If you're still on the mission of doubling your income, doubling your net worth, excellent. If you were at the 100 Millionaire Summit this year, then you made a commitment to reach your goal. We signed a contract. We signed a millionaire contract. Hands to the camera if you remember the millionaire contract. And in that contract, you made a commitment that you would do whatever it took, no matter what happened, as long as it was moral, ethical, and legal. Hence, can't we still agree? We've got to follow those rules, moral, ethical, and legal. Excellent. If not, you can just jump off the call because we're not interested in doing business with slouches or people who've got to try to take shortcuts to get to the top. Now, this principle, millionaire principle number 50, is named never give up. Who here by show of hands has had a moment where you thought, maybe I'm going to give up. Maybe, maybe today is the day that I stopped going after my dreams. That's not uncommon. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people who actually believe that maybe their dreams are not possible because it got a little bit hard. Who knows some of those people? They've just kind of given up. You know, maybe they're a little out of shape or they don't have the money they deserve or their relationships kind of suck. Those people are experiencing something that is avoidable. But unfortunately, uh, the, the desire to give up comes to us uh, almost, almost continuously as entrepreneurs. Uh, Elon Musk, who I'll talk about a little bit later, has this saying, it is uh, being in business is like chewing glass and staring at the abyss. In the chewing glass part is there's a lot of things that kind of suck that you have to do in business in order to be successful, like talking to people. Uh, going and getting uncomfortable, getting out of your comfort zone, negotiating for things that you've never negotiated before. Who here's had to do negotiations and they weren't sure what to even say, like what what to ask for, what to you know how what the context would be. This principle number fifty comes at a time where we've already taken down forty nine other principles, like think a million, go after a business that can make a million. If a business can't make a million, don't even think about it. The four streams of income, flow, profit, equity. Uh, there's um, what is the other one? Active income. There's there's components to this. Wealth Principle 33. Who remembers Wealth Principle 33? It's the one that says you build your business to sell your business and get rich. Emotionally, that's a lie to a lot of business owners. They're like, no, you, you build your business to cash flow. Not true. You build your business to solve a problem and then you sell your business and that's where you get rich. When you sell the business, you make the most money. Who here knows that you're destined to make a lot of money? Who here knows for sure that it's part of your destiny, not somebody else's? Excellent. So let's dive into Wealth Principle 50. Wealth Principle 50, again, is never give up. This is designed to keep you moving forward. But before we move forward, we must acknowledge the things that are holding us back. And there are five common failures or five common mindsets that hit a person when they're starting to get out there. The first one is, uh, this is a thought, and these, these five thoughts are dangerous for entrepreneurs who are looking to get to the next level. First one is, this is harder than I thought it would be. Has anybody faced that? Drop yes in the chat or put your hand up to the camera. This is a, a common thought. And the next one is not so uncommon either. Uh, why is this taking so long? Hands to the camera if you felt that or drop in the chat. Yes, if, if you felt that experience. Why is this taking so long, right? Uh, the next one. I'm getting nowhere with this, right? Who's felt I'm getting nowhere in this, this project? I see uh, Jayla Blank saying the same thing, right? I'm I, Like this is uh, not easy, right? Uh, next, 
I keep failing at this goal. Lawyers failed at their goal more times than they can count, more, more times than they'd like to admit. Absolutely. So drop yes in the chat if you, if you ever experience these, and I got a solution for how to get around these mindsets. And the fifth one, this is another very common, very dangerous one. I can't do this. What was I thinking? This is where the entrepreneur rethinks their even their, even their it's reasons or their desire to go after a goal that seemed impossible. Who here's got a big goal? You want to make some sort of big impact in the world, right? Something crazy. Who here has been told their goal is crazy? Told by someone they love, a family member, a friend. Hence the camera if it's been it's been true for you. If they're in the room, you don't have to raise your hand. But <laughs> don't look at them like that either. <laughs> this is this is our, our family and friends. Why would they tell us that? Why would they bring us down? Right? The reason is because they're trying to protect us. The reason is they want to see us do well. And the idea of, of stopping someone from doing something that could hurt them seems like a good, a good idea. Who here has done it to somebody else? Hence, if you've tried to protect somebody else by telling them not to do something that you thought was a risk. And what about the time that they proved you wrong? My brother's the king of backflips, right? This is what he does for a living. He actually does teach people how to backflip for a living. And the first time he started going after backflips, he and I were young. It was no big deal. We're like, yeah, let's backflip. As an adult, right now I'm 36 years old, I'm a little more concerned about the backflip. This year at the 100 million or so, my brother said, we're going to do a backflip on stage. Now I looked at Josh and I said, um, no, you're going to do a backflip on stage. I am going to look great in my suit. Hence, can't if you know, I stuck to my, gr my guns there. I, I did what I wanted to do. But he for sure can backflip in any location, anywhere, anytime. Does anybody have a guess why? why? Why is it? that my brother, who's a year and a half younger than me, so it's not the fact that I'm 30, 16, 35, but just a year and a half younger than me, he's capable of backflipping consistently anywhere, wedding, stage, he doesn't care. But for me, I would have to spend some time to go and develop that skill. Uh, I see some in the chat, uh, passion, uh, belief and practice. It, it is absolutely it's, it's belief, it's absolutely practice. It's He's passionate about what he does. Consistency, yes. Absolutely. These are some of the components that give you faith, that give you the belief that it's possible. When you're practicing, when you're doing something repetitively, when you've got uh, the ability, then you've, you've proven it over and over and over, then you can do it in other places. Who here practices in front of the mirror sometimes? Some of the things you're going to say or who dances in front of the mirror? Anybody do that? <laughs> do some of those moves? That creates a confidence, right? That creates a, a little bit of a confidence, those small little, um, those small little steps. So the, these five common thoughts, we're going to, we're going to shift over to um, someone who's also had them. And I think it's really important to look at people who are bigger than you, right? People who have uh, done more than you. And this is, this is probably the most influential, most loved billionaire at, on the planet right now. And I know that there's people who hate, like there's, you know, people who do not like Elon Musk, right? For sure. Hence, can't, you know, there's always going to be a hater, no matter what you do. No, even if you solve energy problems on the planet, someone's going to hate the fact that we're not using uh, gasoline or the fact that you smoked marijuana on Joe Rogan's show. There's always going to be, or you bought Twitter, right? There's always going to be somebody who's mad about the things that you do. Hands to the camera if you understand. That's true. There's always going to be somebody who says it's not possible. He's, I was talking to Ron yesterday, and we were talking about big goals, big things that we want to do with Alchemist Nation to really serve and like change the planet. And by the way, we have that conversation and have had that conversation for four years. Who here's mentioned that you'd like to change something on the planet, like to ding the universe or, or do something big? 
Ron and I have been talking about it for four years. We have yet to do something really big. We've done some cool things. We've had some really good impact in people's lives, but we've yet to physically manifest something at a huge scale that's, that's nationwide or global. And yet Elon Musk is going after Mars, right? Who here knows that's what he's going after, Mars. And yet, this is why it's so important. He has not even come close to Mars. It's been a decade. It's been, it's been more than a decade since SpaceX has existed, and they have not even come close to Mars. Hansen Karen, if you understand, they have not even left low Earth orbit. They have not left the gravitational force of our planet. I mean, they've, they've gotten just a little bit where it's like really, really light, but if you leave a ship out in low Earth orbit long enough, it will fall to the planet. 10 years of saying, I'm going to Mars. 10 years of little incremental gains, right? They they celebrate the explosion of a rocket. All right, Hanson DeCam, if you you followed this journey, and yet in your own life, when a rocket blows up, you know, one of your expensive assets blows up, when a business you started dies or something that you you thought was going to be the one dies or doesn't work, you give up or think some of these thoughts like, ah, oh, I can't do it. Like, oh yeah, you're right. You, this this doesn't work. Hanson DeCam, if you recognize Tesla didn't make a profit for 17 years. 17 years of losing money stayed in it. But you're afraid of 17 minutes of rejection. You're afraid of 17 days of nobody saying yes to you, right? Afraid of uh, 17 weeks of hard work and not making money. Who understands? Business is not easy, right? Like I said, Elon has a sting. He says, it's like chewing glass. And staring at the abyss, the chewing glass part, I talked about it earlier, is, is to make the phone calls, borrow the money, right? Ask for the investment, reach out to the seller, negotiate the deal, ask for seller financing, ask for private money, go to a hundred different banks when the first bank says no. By the way, every single bank has said no to me on some loan at some point, but then I always find a bank that says yes. My best deal ever, Ron and I, our best deal ever. We bought 24 units for $840,000. Those units today are worth almost $4 million, but we sold a few of them. So we look at that, the portfolio, and now it's worth about $3 million, but we sold five or six of those condos. Those condos, when we first started selling them, were worth $100,000. The day we closed, $100,000. Every bank that we went to said no. Went to over six really big banks. Like these are specialized banks that should have been able to say yes. And every single one of them said, no, that doesn't mean we gave up. What we did is we went to a hard money lender. We went hard on a $840,000 deal. We went and paid 12% in two points on a, on a nearly $900,000 deal. And then we went and we raised $300,000 from private investors at another 12% interest. So we were in this deal and we, we raised capital for some renovations. So we're, it was almost a million dollars at 12% interest. Hands to the camera, if you know, that's $12,000 a month, minimum mortgage, not making any payments, just, just interest only $12,000 a month, plus a uh, $4,500 HOA fee that has to happen every single month, plus expenses. This building costs us almost $22,000 a month every single month that it, we owned it under those conditions. Not easy. You know, it was difficult. It was emotional, right? It was scary, right? Who here has gone through some fear during your business, 
been afraid of taking on deals, been afraid of doing things. And it, for 14 months, we were supposed to be able to refinance right away, but then COVID hit. COVID. This crazy thing that we could never have planned for stops all banks from doing any form of refinances, any form of lending. Our goal was to be in that hard money for three to six months and refinance and get out into nice, beautiful four or 5% interest rates. That didn't work. 14 months of spending $22,000 a month on a portfolio that was bringing in $16,000 because we were still raising rents. I just can't recognize we were bleeding out money for 14 months. Like bleeding out on, on a beautiful portfolio. We, this is why Ron coined the phrase, we're in a tight spot, but we're in a great position. <laughs> He's like, it's a great position. Well, ultimately, it tells me this all the time. It's a great position. It's a great position. But man, it feels, it's a tight spot. We're on the knife's edge with our business. At any point, something could go wrong. And so we'd sell a condo and a condo would then go and put $100,000 back in our bank account and it'd buy us out another six months. And then we'd sell another condo and it'd buy us another six months. And we'd sell another condo and buy us another six months until we get to the refinance. When we finally got to the refinance, Ron and I sat down and we said, for the first time in 14 months, he shifted his tune. He said, Walter, we're, uh, we're in a great spot and a great position. How's it feel? And the truth is, it feels about the same. On the, on the scary side of things and on the great side of things, not much changes on the day-to-day. Hence, Cam, if you've seen that in your life also. Even after I win, after I win big, you know, we've, we've got a deal right now where we're looking at seller financing a million dollars at 8%. So that's 80 grand a year, passive income coming in no matter what. And taking home another $2.2 million that we're going to invest in some other assets that will bring us very strong passive income every month. And not much of my life has changed, except I've got a little bit more confidence on what's possible. But we're still going after a ridiculous goal. We're still going after this idea of financial freedom for a country, for a large group of people, for you know all realtors. We want to see all realtors work with investors, 10,000 realtors, right? The goal is 10,000 realtors working with investors. We've only got 1,800 members in Alchemist Nation. It seems insane to us. It seems impossible to us. We may get it done in a year. It may take two years. It may take 10 years. Your goal is still worth going after. Elon has not hit Mars. It's been 10 years, more than 10 years. So if he hasn't hit Mars, but he's still focused on it, what about your goal? So there's six uh, strong ones that really help. Now, the first one is I persist when things get tough. Acknowledge that that is the truth, right? You're an alchemist. Alchemists transform themselves so that they can work at a higher level, a higher plane of existence. So transforming yourself out of pain and strife and shifting yourself into a state of bliss, enjoyment, taking yourself out of competition, into creation. Hence, again, if you recognize it's a lot easier when everybody else wants to help you win, when everybody else wants to see you do well. So in order to get others to want to see you do well, you've got to want to see yourself do well. You've got to want them to do well. So persist. When things get tough, just a, just a statement that you state to yourself. The other one is, I will either find a way or I will make one. Currently, there is no way for humans to get to Mars. So Elon had to go the other route. He's forcing the universe to create a way to get to Mars. The third one is, every problem has a solution. This is a, a very powerful awareness that you must maintain. Every problem has a solution. And I have the perfect ability to find it. You do. There's a say, there's something I, I read from Andrew Carnegie. He wrote it on his office, on the top of Andrew Carnegie's wall, right at the top part, he had words and phrases that would go all around the office. 
one of them that stuck with me is all nobility is within. And what he meant is the answers, the answers to noble life are within you. You've heard that you got to, you got to keep going. You got to believe in yourself, right? You don't listen to the naysayers, right? Avoid negative people. Just, you know, focus on small micro actions, stick to what you've, you've seen works for you in the past. And yet for some reason we forget, we all, we always seem to forget, which is why we come back together once a week and we get ourselves motivated and get ourselves into the right state. You've been pushing for a year, 50 weeks. I mean, we're, we have two weeks left before we start over again. You've been pushing for a year. It's easy to forget that you've made progress. So write it down. Every, every time a problem comes up, a challenge comes up, remember the answer is already within. You have the ability to find it. Uh, the next one. Every day I gain more knowledge and insight about what works and what doesn't work, which means I'm getting stronger and wiser. Hence again, if that's true, you're like you don't even have to like. I like that affirmation. That's, that's not a positive affirmation. That's some that's some real shit. Right? In this yeah. community, I see you actively doing it. I see you actively learning, actively taking ground, actively sharing your knowledge with others. So I even know what you're learning because I've seen you share your posts on Alchemist Nation. I've seen you respond back to other people and give people opportunities. I can I can actually see the progress. So I know for sure, for sure, this is happening. Another reality. Setbacks are temporary. In fact, everything's temporary. Pleasure is temporary. Happiness, joy, everything is temporary. So if the good things are temporary, why not the bad things? Just remember, setbacks are temporary. They're not here forever. And adopt Ron's phrase. We have two phrases that I really like that motivate me when we're in some tight spots. <laughs> that first one I shared with you already, it's, you know, we're in a good position. It's a tight spot. And the other one is we'll do better next time. That's some crazy shit, isn't it? And when something's something's going wrong, I'm getting pissed. I'm like, man, this never should have happened. We should have done this. We should have done this. Who was paying attention to that? He just looks at me. And he's like, Walter, you're right. Messed up. We'll do better next time. And it gets the mind thinking about next time. You're right. This can't be fixed. What could we do to prevent it next time? What can we put in place? So the next time an opportunity like this comes along, we seize the opportunity. Right. It was a deal that fell apart for us at the beginning of last year, an $8 million deal. We we're going to make $4 million profit on this. And the deal fell apart. And almost immediately, Ron was like, well, I'm glad that one's done. Makes room for a better deal. And ask him if you'd love a partner like that in your life. It's just, you know, it's, I'm glad that's done. Allows us to focus on the important thing. Allows us to focus on the one thing right now. The one thing, if you don't have a deal, by the way, is getting a deal. <laughs> <laughs> if your deal falls apart, your next one thing is go get the next deal. <laughs> the self-fulfilling prophecy. And the last one is I will find a way through this. There's nothing, nothing in this world that you can't find a way through. You've got proof. You can look back at the past and see who you are today and look back at the past to get to where you are. You had to go through some stuff that looked impossible. That seemed unsurmountable that seemed like it might be the one thing that takes you out true or true answer the camera if you've been through some shit some stuff that's like this should have killed me this should have taken me out of the game this should have made me realize like realize i don't belong real estate investing or i don't belong rich or passive income's impossible or uh, there's no way i'll ever be a millionaire or I, I could never get abs or i could never find that spouse my my perfect partner right Who's, who's thought all these things at some point, right? All, all of these things. I can never leave this job. I need this job for the rest of my life. 
I can never, or I can never get out of this relationship. Who's been in those shitty relationships? You thought they were going to be there forever. <laughs> How do I get out? <laughs> There's freedom when you decide and you go after it. Never give up. All right. So we, we got some steps. Who likes, who likes the idea of doing some exercise together? Do some exercise, do some steps. All right. The reason we do these is because just like every other wealth principle, I want you to take something, build an asset. I'm not a fan of cutting the grass. I pay people to cut the grass, but I absolutely love telling people how I want my grass cut because now I get my grass cut exactly the way I want. That's called an asset. That's a framework that once it's done, I hire the person. Once it's done, it's done like that for the rest of my life. I never have to touch it again. And as you can't understand, we build assets, right? So every week we build an asset that we implement in our business, implement in our lives so that we can keep moving forward towards doubling our income, doubling our net. That's the intention. And if you don't like making money, you'll, you wouldn't be here this long on the call. <laughs> we are here <laughs> to increase income, right? Don't tell me, like, I know in this room, but everybody outside of this room, everybody outside of Alchemist Nation, right? Don't tell me money's not important. I don't give a shit how shitty your life is. You know, go be broke. That's fine. Like, enjoy your not having money thing. But if you like to go to fancy restaurants, if you like to be able to pay for high-end food, right, high-class food that goes into your body and, and nourishes you and treats you well, if you want to be able to spend all the time with your family, right, and people tell me, oh, family's more important than money. Try to have both, right? Why don't we go after both? Why don't we have all the money so we can spend all the time with our family, right? When your kids want to go on vacation, but you say no because you're broke, like that's your fault for not being able to unfurl their soul. Like go and give them the opportunity, right? So for anybody who who's like, oh, money's evil, stop it. Please stop it. Money is just paper. That's all it is. It has no feelings or thoughts around you it doesn't care about you it doesn't care about anything uh that your your mission your cause your your purpose you give it power it's like a battery you decide where you put this thing right your energy decides what it's going to go and do the impact it's going to have so you're right money is it does not make you happy but i'll tell you what it does do it buys vacations it buys massages it buys uh time off it buys the ability for me to run the 100 Millionaire Summit where I get to spend three to four days with some of the coolest people in the country who are abundance mindset, right? Not only, you know, we spent the 80 grand to get there, but you spent money to get there, right? You spent money on tickets, on flights, on hotels, on food. So we've, we've combined as a community, we've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to hang for three days, four days for our VIPs. Hence, can if you recognize money does buy some things that can make you mighty happy. <laughs> absolutely all right so let's dive into the steps for never giving up or as uh, the book is coming out stick to itiveness by the way when i say the book is coming out i mean like sometime in 2024 i will finally go and start writing stick to itiveness i think i've still got to convince myself of it a little bit hence karen if you're still working on projects that aren't ready to be released yet absolutely i mean, i'm stuck to it but i still i feel like there's a couple a couple more things I'd like to learn. So step one to never giving up is set clear and specific goals. One of the reasons people give up is they don't know where they're going. They're not, one of the reasons people don't have what they want is because they don't know what they want. You must define clearly that this is a thing worth going towards, not just clearly define what you want, but also a reason to go after it for when the dark hour comes. For one, for when that, that, evil cloud hits your brain and says ah you you don't belong doing this you're not the one somebody else could do it for you look at them they're so much better they're, they're more aligned to do this 
when those moments hit, you got to have a, a power, a reason, a, a source. And it can't be somebody else. It's got to be inside of you. It's got to be your reason for going and pushing. So set a clear goal, specific, but also attach a purpose to it. Attach a reason why that goal is important. Number two, develop a plan to achieve those goals. The plan doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to exist. It's got to have a step one, step two, step three. And scan for you understand, that's a plan. It doesn't have to be the perfect plan. It's got to be something you can enact today and get started on. Number three. So by the way, do the plan with me right now. I don't want to just write down, this is what you got to do. Do the plan with me right now. Step one, how do you get what you want? It's usually a who, it's a person, right? Who, who has what you want already? Step two, go have a conversation with them. Step three, do what they suggested. And scan if you understand this plan, right? If you're at the very beginning of, of your goal, Step one, find who has it. Step two, have a conversation with them. Ask them how they got there. Step three, ask them, well, well, two, ask them what to do. Then step three, go and do whatever they said. Hence, can if you understand the instructions for developing a plan. Awesome, smart, smart people. Step three, all right. Stay focused and maintain motivation. There are key steps to maintaining motivation. One, your goal should be written where you can see it every single day. So put your goal, write that goal that you wrote down and put it somewhere like on your monitor, on your cell phone, or your background on your cell phone. Make sure it's it's visible. We can see it every day. And then tell all your friends, tell your family, tell the people in your house. Actually, that's one of the other steps. I'll, I'll save for that for a little bit later. But make sure that you have things that motivate you throughout the day that move you towards your goal. One of the things that motivates me is I like going to the gym. So the gym gets me super excited about everything else that I'm doing in life. So I... I point to myself, if I can wake up before seven or eight, I get to go to the gym. If I wake up late, I don't get to go to the gym. So it makes me go to bed earlier. And scan if you know, it's, it's crazy that I love going to the gym, right? That's not everybody loves that. That took me six months to decide that I love it. it. Took me six months to decide I love being in the gym. I love pushing my body. I love, I love the, the, uh, the weight, right? The tension, right? We were talking about tension last night. I, I, personally love the tension I'm, I'm addicted to it now and when i don't have that that resistance in my life i go and i create it in other spaces who here's created resistance in their life in spaces that aren't so healthy maybe in relationships maybe a resistance to money maybe maybe pushed the money away and you you create a tension around this or tension around your loved ones or tension around uh, business relationships so i i know i'm a person of tension so if i don't let it out somewhere else, it will manifest in my success in my life. Hence, can't be guilty of that. Reckon that you, you achievers recognize it, the drivers, the people who really push hard, recognize that you may need a place to let, let go of some of that. So number four, stay positive and maintain a growth mindset. Those affirmations we gave you earlier, uh, the alchemist affirmations, if you don't have these, right? The alchemist affirmations, the manifesto, these will help you maintain a positive mindset because these are a framework that Doug McGurk put together that embody what it takes to be a happy person, <laughs> a happy and successful person. Hence, if you know, happiness is part of the game, right? Getting rich and happy is the point, not rich and miserable. Who's heard of that before, rich and miserable? That's for stupid people, right? Stupid people who don't think about the future and don't think about themselves or the people they love 
like set the goal of rich and miserable. And how do you set the goal of rich and miserable? You don't set the goal of rich and rich and happy. That's it. The, the only way you could end up rich and miserable is if you don't aim at rich and joyful, rich and happy. Hence, can't you understand? It would be a mistake to do that. But to focus on being positive, focus on the, the abundance and the joy that you're moving towards is a very good, clever idea. Associate all of your money goals with something positive, with a high five, with a hug, with a kiss, right? With a, a trip you get to take your kids on with an impact for, for me, I like to develop things on our websites. So I know like the next big thing I want to do is an app for Alchemist Nation. It costs 50 grand to build the app. So my next big thing, I'm like, okay, like when I go and I make this hundred thousand, I get to put 50 into the app. Does that make sense? Or you got to have something, whatever your thing is, whatever you're building, you got to have something that gets you excited. Step five, learn from your failures and setbacks. Learn from failures and setbacks. The first time I did a live event, that I charged for, I had 40 people show up. I was impressed. I was like, this is amazing. I'm the king of live events. I, I invite a bunch of people, 40 people come in. This is fantastic. I, I'm going to do this and make a living. The next time I invited the same amount of people, I, I did the same work. And I also made the mistake of inviting the same exact people to the same exact event where I wasn't going to change anything. I was going to teach the same exact principles and lesson. And what happened was 11 people showed up but I've rented a bigger room. I spent more money. Hence, Cam, if you recognize that, felt like a failure. There was a setback, right? This was 2018. Ron and I were still just you know, figuring this, this thing out. We didn't know how to do live events and teach and coach. And we thought this was gonna be our big business. We we're gonna go out and we we're gonna be educators and, and teach the world how to become millionaires. And after that lesson, we realized maybe Maybe we don't understand something about this. And we went back to the drawing board and we went out and we re reached up to coaches and mentors and speakers and other trainers. And we said, what did we do wrong? And what they told us was your first event is always bigger. If you've been talking about it for a long time, built a community and people are excited. Your next event, that's where you identify how good a marketer you are. If you can get outside of your family and friends and community you've, you've built over time. That next event is where you decide, you define, do you grow your community or are you staying the same size? Hence, Cam, if you recognize if you're not growing, you're dying. It's the truth. So our first big event post-COVID was 18 people. We did Mission of Millions. We charged $5,000. 18 people came to Mission of Millions. Our second event uh, post-COVID was the 100 Millionaire Summit. Brought 100 people into the room, which was cool, right? Who's Hence, Cam, if you're at... The original 100 Millionaire Summit, 2021. We got Yulia in here. She, she was wearing the shirt yesterday. <laughs> and this year, 2022, we put 200 people in the room. 200 people in the room, 50 of which were millionaires. 24 of those millionaires we had personally built. Or they become uh, multi-millionaires within Alchemist Nation. So let's give our millionaires a big round of applause. It's cool. They received awards, right? They got their millionaire awards. So we didn't know, you know, when we started in 2018, we didn't know how terrible we were at the game. We were so full of piss and vinegar and we thought we could do anything. And then we discovered that although we can, and that is true, we were not equipped <laughs> to get there at that time. This year, we're aiming for four or 500 people to be in the 100 Millionaires Summit. And there's a good chance we'll hit a thousand because we've got a community of people who are just as motivated to fill the room as we are. Hands to the camera if you know, 
The people around you are the reason you're going to be successful. The people you surround yourself with, the people you give opportunity to, they're the reason you're going to succeed. Learn from your failures and setbacks. So write down one right now that you can learn from. Something that recently happened that maybe it's it blindsided you or, or go a little further back. Maybe something too recent is too soon. It's, it's not easy to see the wins. Go a little further back to something that totally fucked you up, but you learned and you never made that mistake again. Write that down. It's very important to document your process. Step number six, seek out and support accountability. Uh, seek out support and find accountability. This is non-negotiable. If you really want to take it to the top, if you really want to get big, if you want to go somewhere, if you want that lifestyle, we talked about on Be the Bank yesterday. If you want passive income, somebody else must be supporting your passive income. Somebody else's goal or mission or project or investment or strategy must be supporting your passive income. When Ron and I invest our money into other people's deals, it's their responsibility to do the work. It's our responsibility to make sure the money is there when it's time to make that investment. We've done our job. Everything else is on the operator. Does that make sense? That's how we're able to live our passive income lives is because somebody else is doing the work. Somebody else is, is supporting us. So if you want to be successful, you're going to have to seek out support from other people and systems. We also highly leverage technology and systems. So there is support that we're getting from technology that previously used to have to be done by a human being. At our, our peak hiring, we had 17 virtual assistants. We were able to remove 12 of them just through Alchemist Connect, using our automations, using our follow-up systems. Seek out support. And we did not, we wouldn't have known about that if it wasn't for Mark deciding to go out and build this uh, platform for us. It's all about the relationships. Accountability, the coaches, this community. Uh, when everybody in mastery has a pod, right? Doug intentionally made sure that all community members in mastery have a three-person pod. Some have four, but there's a, a three-person pod and that is designed to be a group of people who may have different ideas, different businesses, but keeping each other accountable towards each other's goals because outside they're outside of their intention, right? You know, when your goal is like with your spouse or with your partner, it sometimes is a little bit too close. Getting somebody else to just objectively look at it from the outside makes it a lot easier. Who's felt that before? It's easier to solve other people's problems, right? <laughs> a lot harder when they're your problems. So sometimes you need to go outside of yourself, seek out support, uh, seek out some accountability. Uh, number seven, stay resilient and adaptable in the face of obstacles. Who here's done one of those tough mutters or um, Spartan races? Anybody done one of those? Excellent. All right. So we've got a few, a few badass people in the community. When you get to an obstacle, right? I remember doing this with my brother. I did the Tough Mudder. And whenever we get to an obstacle, I would get excited, right? I'd be like, oh my God, finally an obstacle, right? And then there were people on the side of me. They'd get to the obstacle and they'd be like, oh my God, here's another one, another obstacle, shoot, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I can get over this. This is, this is a big one. And the reason we had different mindsets is because we had different abilities. See, I still had a struggle, but my problem started after I got off the obstacle. I'm not good at running. <laughs> Cardio is not my thing. So the long stretches of boring time between obstacles 
my mind was like, why the fuck are you running again? I hate running. Why are you running? Hence, if you've ever, you've ever been like that during the long stretches, right, of your business, of the boring stuff, just show up again, show up again, show up again, do the same thing, have the same conversation, right. not see a lot of success, just, you know, boring, just running flat, straight. But then you get to the obstacle and you're like, ah, this is what I'm built for. <laughs> Negotiations. Let's let's close. Let's do it. Right. Like the things that scare other people in this community, sometimes other things that get us most excited. Thank mm -hmm. you.